0: Yeah, I think the work from home is is here to stay with regards to HR, with our processes and procedures and programs. I think that's what we need to think with regards to our future is how we can accommodate that and really drive that forward, how we can drive that forward with regards to our processes, with, our, with regards to our systems. You know, what do we have in place so far with regards to benefits, with regards to our HRIS systems, leadership development training? organizational change, and how can we equip our employees to really manage in the future and manage now? Welcome to
1: the HR L&D Podcast with your host, Nick Day, CEO and founder of JGA Recruitment, specialist HR recruiters. Tuning into the HR L&D Podcast will help you to discover strategic growth concepts, leadership development strategies, and the values and behaviours that drive organisational change and success. Together, let's empower our workforces, diversify our thinking and achieve significant HR success.
2: Today, I'm joined by Suzanne Sibilla. Uh, who owns her own leadership and employment development company known as Sybilla & Associates. And the company's mission is to transform mid to senior level leaders and employees to be productive, engaged and empowered in their organization. Now, Suzanne has over 20 years experience as a leader, a trainer, a coach, and she's a licensed marriage family therapist. She has successfully coached over 200 executives and professionals across the United States, the Philippines, Malaysia, Indonesia, Singapore, and more. She's worked with major clients ranging from Lamb Research, Hewlett-Packard, Compaq, and Sun Microsystems, and she's consolidated her knowledge and her experience into a new book titled Pivot You, Six Powerful Steps to Thriving in Uncertain Times, Master Your Mindset and Achieve Your Goals. With working from home, a real hot topic right now as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, it's something that I'm really, really keen to explore in more detail to know how we can really thrive in these uncertain times. And uh, I'm looking forward very much to speaking to Suzanne on this hrld podcast where she can bring all of her wealth of experience right to the show. So without further ado, welcome Suzanne Sibilla to the HR&D podcast. Thanks so much
0: for having me here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about how to keep teams engaged, motivated, and productive. I think the first thing to really realize is communicate, communicate, communicate. That is so important. Employees need to hear from the senior leadership team as well as their direct manager. They need to know what's going on in the organization in order for them to be fully engaged They also need to know that there's a compelling future that they can be involved with and also engage in that compelling future. Again, communication is so important because if we don't communicate to our employees, what happens is they tend to start thinking, oh, the worst case scenario. You know, what's going on with my job? What's going on with the organization? You know, will I be able to make it? And so we want to diffuse any of that fear or anxiety, and the best way to do that is to communicate with your employees. The other thing in terms of communication is use the technology. There's so much great technology out there with regards to Zoom calls and make sure that they have their camera on. That's really important. You know, face-to-face type calls, online chat. We actually here we use Slack. There's also, you know, emails. So use the technology to your fullest advantage. That's really important as well. And I've spoken to a number of company leaders. They actually do a lot with regards to leader lunches. So they'll do this thing like, you know, at noontime where the leader, the senior leader will actually talk about what's going on in the organization and um, what's happening with regards to the pandemic and again, to alleviate any fears that the employees may have. Um, Another thing that I want to bring up too is that Gallup um, did a study actually last year in 2019, and to find out how employees can be engaged in the organization and be very productive. And they found a couple of things that i like to highlight. They said that leaders need to set real clear goals and communicate to their direct reports. And um, they need to let employees do, you know, make sure that they're doing their best so that if employees feel like they're in an organization where they can do their best, they're going to be more engaged in that organization. Um, another aspect that they spoke about in the, in the research um, was working with a common purpose and mission. And again, I think that's really important to emphasize that the organization has, again, a compelling vision, a compelling mission so that employees feel like, okay, this is great. I'm really involved in this organization and I can bring my best foot forward. Sure.
2: I can definitely understand all of those points. I think they're things that... um... I guess they're quite proven, the goals thing. I think one of the challenges that I've been faced with, and certainly some of the leaders have as well, and I'd be love to get your take on this, Suzanne, if you may, is we know communications really, really important, but what's the best way to communicate when we're working from home? Because we've sort of been flooded with all these new technologies. We've had to pivot really quickly to suddenly understanding things like Zoom and MS Teams and other sources perhaps we'd never really utilize, certainly not to the extent we're using them now. But sometimes when we're doing things like goal setting, are there particular platforms you'd recommend that might be better than others, depending on the kind of scenario you're working towards? So for example, if I was to hold a meeting and communicate some of our strategic objectives as a firm here, having everyone on a Zoom call can be quite challenging because you you can't really control who's speaking at any one time. You can't always see everybody at the same time. So do you have do you recommend different platforms or different technologies for enhancing that communication experience, depending on the, the nature of the goal that you, you're looking to achieve?
0: I think Zoom is a really good tool. I mean, we we use Zoom all the time. And um, I mean, I think you can do that in terms of goal setting, definitely, if you do individual goal setting, or if you'd have it in terms of a group goal setting. But I think Zoom is a really, really great tool. Um, in fact, I was at a over the weekend at a um, four day session, which was amazing. It was a Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within session, and it covered over 30,000 participants, which was pretty amazing, virtually. It was done all virtually and 164 different countries. And I was just amazed at the technology. This was all done through Zoom. So, (laughs) wow, it was really amazing. So um, again, Zoom has a real robust technology, Um, so I would definitely definitely, um, continue to use Zoom. Um, Just being really thoughtful and being very aware that there is that level of Zoom fatigue that's out there. You know, employees are on Zoom all the time now, and um, they're starting to get exhausted by using the the technology. So uh, that's the other part of it is that, you know, they need to take breaks and schedule in breaks as well. So that employees feel like, okay, they're refreshed and they're not so fatigued.
2: That's a really good point. You've you've highlighted a good strategy there for combating Zoom fatigue, something that I don't think any of us knew what that was pre-pandemic. We're all very familiar with it now. What are the key kind of new methods then for managing teams that we need to get to go, that's useful to get to grips with that perhaps we weren't we weren't ne- weren't necessarily required pre-pandemic, but now we've got remote teams, particularly if you were man- if you, if you weren't managing remotely before, that now we should start to embrace. What are the key principles or methods you would recommend for a manager that is now managing a remote team in in terms of how they deliver that management style that may differ to a sort of an office based environment?
0: Yes, um, again, I, I go back to the communication. Communication is so important that that really is, and I would suggest and recommend that managers communicate with their employees on a daily basis just to check in. You know, because when they're in the office and they're in a Cube environment, for example, they may have, you know, their tea time or coffee and they're chatting with other, you know, coworkers. Now that they're working from home, they don't have that. They're actually maybe with, you know, their kids, their partner, or their spouse, they have all these distractions. So they may not have that interaction with their coworker or their manager. So it's really important, again, to have those kinds of interactions. I mean, I know of companies that are doing coffee or tea time chats where they actually touch base with each other to figure out how is it working? What's not working? um, Where do you need my help? Um, Another tip that I would recommend is avoid micromanaging. Um, I think for managers, especially if they're new to the whole remote work um, and managing employees, they may tend to say, "Oh, okay, I need to really know what my my employee is doing at all times," and that isn't really that isn't really um, necessary. I think what we need to do as managers is really lead by example and actually go for the results and the outcomes. So if the employee is um, getting the results, for example, in a project, then then they're doing the great work. Right. So that's how we need to manage is, and again, avoiding the micromanaging, because, again, the employee will start to feel um, disengaged from all of that and feel like they're that they're not being trusted. Um, so I think the way we can support our employees is, again, is really focused on the results, on the outcomes and really what their goals are. And again, embrace the technology and use online learning as much as possible as well. There are a lot of different tools out there, for for example, with online learning. And I would suggest that as HR um, individuals that we come together and figure out how can we use the online learning tools as well. So there could be lunch and learns, for example. You can continue with doing um, leadership courses, employee development type classes. So again, keep your employees engaged as much as possible. I think it's really important. Another thing that I want to also give as a tip is make sure that your employees have a real solid routine, um, because a lot of times when they're working from home, they may get easily distracted. And okay, the kids are at home, you know, I've got the spouse, the partner at home, and I'm trying to work here at home, and I've got the you know doorbell ringing, the dogs are here, so. Find a quiet space or place that you can work uninterrupted. And if you need to put a sign on the door or someplace where, you know, you you don't have the kids walking in, the dog coming in, but you need a place that's free of distractions. So I think that's a lot of it too, is that we as managers need to teach our employees how to work from home and to have that and then have a set routine that you do that, for example, do your Zoom calls are the most important things early in the morning instead of later in the afternoon, because a lot of times in the morning you're more refreshed and, and you know, um, interested in working, eager to work and all of that. And I think um, with Stephen Covey, who has written a lot with, you know, habits of highly effective people, always talked about doing the most important things first um, instead of the emergency type things or the distracting
2: Sure, I think you've given some really good advice there and certainly your um, reference to to taking some of the online learning courses will be music to the L&D listeners' ears on shore.
1: Have you ever asked yourself, how can any recruiter understand my HR recruitment challenges? Please don't give up on your hiring challenges just yet. Here at JGA HR Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top human resources talent. We also understand just how costly a poor hire can be. JGA HR Recruitment would like to partner with you to help you overcome your hiring challenges. Contact us today on 01727
2: 800 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. Something I'll be quite interested to talk about. You, you mentioned there that um, you know we don't want to fall into the trap of micromanagement. And actually, I think one of the biggest learning curves for managers during this pandemic, when people are working from home, is is we have to trust our employees. We have to learn to trust that when people are working from home and they're out of the. That, you know, our, our line of sight, as you mentioned, you know, we're not in those cube offices where we can see if people are having breaks, we can see if people are working. It means that we have to embrace the idea of trusting our employees to do their work. And you mentioned a couple of things there. One was to focus on outcomes, which I thought was really, really uh, a good way of overcoming one of those issues. But I wonder if you, if there are any other sort of pros or indeed cons that you've seen emerge as, as both in the US and the UK and, and, and further afield, as businesses have had to embrace this working from home mentality in such a short space of time, have there been some real positives that you didn't expect? And have there been some, I guess, areas where we need to pay a little bit more attention to to make sure they don't, you know, that we're able to manage those working from home practices effectively?
0: Yes, um, definitely. So I've I've seen a lot of the companies here in the U.S., for example, Facebook and Twitter, and a lot of the high tech companies. They're very familiar with working from home. And in fact, they have said to their employees, you don't need to come back to work. Um, you know, this will be working from home from who knows when, how long it will be, but this is, we'll continue with this. Um, and so again, I think um, with regards to making sure that our employees are engaged and motivated and productive, I think, again, it goes back to, you know, making sure that, um that they're doing the work and that there's a conversation communication with the manager and the employee as to again what are their goals you know what are their objectives um what do they need to get done you know in the next three months six months nine months so it's really a more of a performance development plan that you have the conversation that you continue to have and then the also with the feedback um how is the employee doing what kinds of resources do they need? Do they need assistance with regards to the technology? Um, do they need to take some time off? I mean, where are they at with regards to all of this, with regards to COVID-19? So it's, it's really, again, I, I know I keep emphasizing communicate, communicate, communicate. Um, but I think we cannot over-communicate. I think the tendency is to under-communicate. And so that's why I always say communication is so, so important especially in these trying times.
2: Sure. I think as you mentioned the trying times at the end there, I think the other thing to be wary of is mental health. I think it can go both ways. We need to trust our employees that they are working, but also that they, they do finish work as well, because when you've got a laptop at your disposal, in your kitchen, in your living room, wherever it might be, there's a tendency to kind of never leave your computer alone and to work more hours than you should, and and that work-life balance can be affected. So what what advice would you give to HR leaders who may need some support in ensuring their employees are staying healthy whilst maintaining a good work-life balance when working from home?
0: Yes, I think, again, another important aspect is really looking at your benefits. And so I know here in the U.S. we have an EAP program, so Employee Assistance Program, where employees can get assistance with regards to you know, if they have anxiety, any fear or depression, so any mental health kinds of issues or health issues, um, if they have any financial worries, relationship issues, or even coworker issues. So they can contact their EAP program and they can actually provide those kinds of services. So I don't know if that's also what you have there um, in England, but this is something that we have here in the U.S. Um, also, um, as an HR service provider, we can provide, um, you know, meditation, exercise, nutrition talks, um, healthy body and um, healthy eating. Um, we can also provide, you know, having experts come into sessions because I've done that as well. Actually gone into different companies and organizations and actually have provided that. So a lot of lunch and learns. And you could do that again through Zoom. Um, And just do a lot with regards to doing movement, for example, where we do like an exercise type class or a meditation type session. Um, And then also schedule in a morning type exercise. So, again, get employees moving their bodies because a lot of times the tendency is, as you had mentioned earlier, is to stay, you know, in their chair sitting. And they could be hours on end at their laptop staring at the screen. And so you want to break that up and have them move around, um, get them active. So I think that's really important. Another thing that you can do as well is do creative challenges. Um, Everyone loves a challenge. So you can set up a five or seven or 10-day challenge. It could be a fitness fun challenge or a get healthy challenge. And then you get your employees engaged again in the organization. You provide prizes or incentives. So that they're really excited about you know being in the organization um, and again you can do like an eat healthy a five-day challenge a fruit and veggie challenge um, an exercise challenge so this these are some ways that you can um, help your employees to stay
2: healthy and also keep a balance in terms of their in terms of their life what do you think now sort of going forward would be the perfect equilibrium then? Because it used to be used to, certainly in the UK, most businesses have gone from being 100% office-based. Not for all, there are some that, that, that did mitigate, have different activities. Let's say we went from 100% office-based to 100% work from home. Do you think there is a, a natural equilibrium somewhere in the middle in terms of what businesses should be offering? Or do you think we're going to see a return back to full-based office working? You know, If you were to predict the future and alongside predicting it, recommend what the ideal office or work environment would be how would you describe that
0: yeah I think the work from home is is here to stay Um, I think I really do Uh, I think because a lot of the companies again it's really technology (laughs) that's where it's at and it's it's constantly changing constantly moving and and you know as we can see we don't need to be in the same place at the same time I mean you're here in the UK I'm here in California, I mean, people are from all over the, the world. So we don't necessarily have to be in the same, same location. Um, we're very, you know, global. Everything is global right now and with regards to technology as well. Um, so again, I think with regards to HR, with our processes and procedures and programs, I think that's what we need to think with regards to our future is how we can accommodate that and really drive that forward. Um, with regards to um, how, we can, how we can drive that forward with regards to our technology, how we can drive that forward with regards to our processes, with our, regards to our systems, you know, what do we have in place so far with regards to benefits, with regards to our HRIS systems, leadership development, training, organizational change. And how can we equip our employees to really manage in the future and manage now? So I think that's, again, really important.
2: Fantastic. Now, what I'd love now is to pivot a little bit and talk a little bit more about your book, which is called Pivot You, Six Powerful Steps to Thriving in Uncertain Times. So you couldn't be more relevant when we're coming through a pandemic. You talk about mastering your mindset and achieving your goals. So I wondered if you could tell us, number one, about what inspired you to write this book. And number two, if you can just tell us a little bit more about the six steps that you think are absolutely critical if uh, you know, for, 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 for leaders to be able to, to master that mindset.
0: Yes. So I have written a book, and again, it is Pivot You, Six Powerful Steps to Thriving in Uncertain Times. And actually, my motivation for writing this book was, um, I still recall March 17th of this year, um, all the stores were closed, schools started closing. um, My son was at home. We have a 12-year-old son, and he was doing online schooling and hated it. (laughs) for the first week. He had 26 assignments for that first week. I had two lucrative contracts that were frozen indefinitely. Um, My husband had recently retired and he was, you know, really worried about finances and about retirement. And so it was, it was kind of all coming down. So I was in the same position that a lot of employees are in. I was like, Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I mean, there was a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, and then looking at, at the world and what was going on with the pandemic. Um, and so I started to go into that fear and I was like, wait a second, I, I have to stop this. This is not working. This is not, this is not good. It's not, you know, it's just, it's not healthy. And so I said, I needed to make a change. And, uh, that's when I, that's when I said, okay, I need to make a change. I need to, to change my mindset about this. And so that's when I did. I took action on that. I said, okay, I need to make, make, make a definite change. Um, and I had mentioned earlier about Tony Robbins. Um, he is really a, a great mentor for me. And so um, I actually did a lot of work with him. And, uh, and that's where I developed this whole book with regards to, you know, mindset is so important. I think it's everything. So I really shifted my mindset instead of looking at it as, oh, I'm in this, you know, uh, locked in place, quarantine situation and can't go out, and have to wear a mask. I started to shift my mind about it and say, okay, this is a great opportunity. I can be at home now with my son, with my husband. We, we could go outside. We went for bike rides and you know, we'd go for swims. We went hiking. And I could reestablish, you know, what I wanted to do with regards to the next six months, nine months and in my whole business. So it was a real pivot for myself as well. And so that's what I also want to bring to to all of the listeners is that I think, again, mindset is everything.
2: Yeah, I think you make a great point. It sounds like you've been on quite quite the journey then over the last few months. So obviously you talked about mindset. I know that's sort of step one on your six powerful steps. So can you talk us through the other six steps briefly? So give people a bit of an idea on on your own journey and also, of course, what they can get from the book if they were to to, to pick this up off the shelves?
0: Sure. Yeah. So the first step is really mindset matters again, is really engaging in a positive mindset and really looking at how do you view the situation that you're in at this current time. And then the second step is to overcome obstacles. So removing the obstacles in your reality. And so that's really by reframing the situation, like I had given you as an example of, for example, I had said, oh, it's a quarantine, it's a lockdown situation. So when you start thinking it that way, you'll start thinking more negative thoughts. And negative thoughts produce negative actions, which produce negative results. So if you start thinking more in a positive way or reframing the situation, how can you reframe a situation, for example, with the quarantine, instead of looking at it as a lockdown situation, say, okay, I'm safe, I'm healthy at home, I can be with my family, I'm actually you know, here working. Um, so again, reframing your reality is really important as well. That's actually the third step. And then the fourth step is loving life. And I have a whole tool in there that looks at all aspects of your life. So your career, looks at your social, your relationships. Um, It also looks at your health, which is so important. You need to have health and vitality and energy in order to get work done. So that's really important to look at. Also looking at your spiritual life as well. So we do a whole assessment. They do a whole assessment in terms of zero to ten. Zero, there's nothing there, ten, is, you feel a sense of fulfillment and joy. And so then um, the reader would actually do that in terms of their assessment and the, a loving life tool. And then creating a vivid vision, that's step five. So again, it's really important to create a compelling vision for yourself and for your future. And that's also, that's why I said that I really stress that with regards to organizations. It's so important that organizations, leaders really have a compelling future that employees can engage in and say, okay, I'm involved in this this organization, has a compelling future. I want to be involved in it. I can provide my gifts. I can provide my talents and I can do my best work here. So I think compelling vision is so important. And then the last step is growth goals. Again, once you have that compelling vision, a dream is just a dream. It has to go by action as well. So then you have to have a, a goal. And so we do this whole method methodology about looking at what the re- results are, what are your outcomes, what's the purpose, why are you doing that goal, and then how are you going to measure it? And again, that's really important too as leaders within organizations with regards to managing your employees, again, by results, looking at their outcomes, and making sure that they know the reason why they're doing those particular goals. Um, Because otherwise, if they don't know the reason why they're doing a certain goal, they may not feel as engaged in that goal. So again, that's really important as well, is looking at the results. And uh, so that's how, an individual, employees as well, can shift their mindset from fear, anxiety, and uncertainty to courage, strength, and
2: abundance. Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, you've, you've summed that up. Perfectly, which I love, and what I'd like to do, I'd like to bring the podcast right back 360. So, for my introduction, there, the, the the listeners would have heard that you've worked with some huge names. Uh, you've got your own business, Ability and Associates, where your mission is to transform mid to senior level leaders and employees to be more productive, more engaged, and more empowered within their organization. I wonder if we could, if we could finish this podcast uh, with maybe an example of you know someone you have supported, someone you've taken through this journey, what that involved that, you know, where they came to you, they needed support, but by the end, they were able to leave that work with you as a more productive and engaged either organization or individual?
0: Yes. um, So I've been working with healthcare organizations right now, and also high tech. Uh, When I've done this book with regards to the pivot, you six powerful steps to, um, to thriving in uncertain times, I actually focused more on healthcare organizations. So um, I was working with professionals, so nurses, um, nurse practitioners, physicians, as well as pharmacists, so a number of different healthcare professionals, and I did a whole workshop on this, and that's where the book is based, actually. And um, so after they did the workshop, they actually did set up their goals, and um, and they were able to achieve a lot of their goals, and, I, and then, again, I did a lot of coaching one-on-one afterwards with a few of the clients to make sure that they were accountable for their goals. Because again, that's really important. I think a lot of times we can write down our goals and say, okay, we want to accomplish this. I want to get this done. But if there isn't that level of accountability, um, I think then it, it just becomes, you know, a dream or they just think, oh, they get easily distracted. So I think accountability is so important. And that's, again, something that I like to emphasize within organizations is, you can put that in place within your organization that, you know, an HR structure to have a sense of accountability that either they buddy up with someone that's a mentor in the organization or a senior leader within the organization, but there, that there needs to be some sense of accountability. I think that is so important. So um, yeah, I've really enjoyed conducting these workshops. I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, and so that's again, where the whole book came from and, um, and
2: That's what I've been doing. Excellent, fantastic. Do you know, can you tell listeners, you know, where where they'll be able to grab themselves a copy? Yes, it will be on Amazon. I'll make sure that a link to the uh, the Amazon uh, book is uh, included with in the episode notes. If you're interested in grabbing yourselves a copy, go straight to the episode notes and there'll be a link there where you can be directed straight to the copy of the book. Um, of course, if you wanted to link in with uh, Suzanne, I'll put an ac- a link to her LinkedIn profile so you can access that as well. And I'll also put a link to sybillatraining.com, which is a link to the Sybilla Associates website. So if you're interested in engaging with Suzanne uh, on a professional consultancy basis, you can access all of her details Details at Sybillatraining.com. Uh, and there's also a thriving pivot you Facebook group, I understand. So I'll put a link to that group. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Facebook group?
0: Yes, yes. So I started the group, and again, it's um, it, it's really all about what the book is about, too. So it's really helping people to really reframe their thoughts, really looking at more positive, because a lot of times on Facebook, especially, there's a lot of negativity out there. And so I really want to infuse, you know, um, in, employees and people with positivity. <laughs> so that's what it's all about. Um, also, I wanted to mention, too, I have some freebies that I can give to, to, read, you know, to, your, um, to your listeners is that um, the first five callers, if you will, will get um, a half hour free coaching consultation from me. So again, first five callers. So once you you disseminate this, the first five callers will get a free one-half-hour consultation.
2: Fantastic. So what's the best way to access that? Will that be via emailing you or by, if you've got a number for them to call?
0: Yeah, by email would be the best way. So Suzanne, which is S-U-Z-A-N-N-E dot Sibilla, S-I-B-I-L-L-A at gmail.com.
2: If you're listening to this podcast and you've just got to the end of it now, I suggest you write that down and with a quick email over to Suzanne. You can be one of those first five to access uh, some of those uh, that, one of those half-hour sessions with her directly. So fantastic! Well, listen, thank you ever so much for joining me today, Suzanne, on the H O L N D podcast. Can't wait to read the book. I look forward to it. Being released, of course, I will keep you listeners fully updated when that does go live. It could be live by the time this is published. If it is, there'll be a link in the episode notes that will take you straight to the book. Just leads me to say a huge thank you to Suzanne for joining on the podcast. We are living in indeed in uncertain times at the moment, but there's a lot of positivity out there. Mindset, of course, is absolutely imperative, as Suzanne has highlighted very articulately on this uh, podcast. Make sure you're communicating with your teams, making sure you are working hard to maintain your own work-life balance when working from home. Because I, for one, know how difficult that can be when you've got a laptop at your disposal. It's very easy to work more hours than you need to and mental health can suffer. So stay well, stay healthy. And thanks again, Suzanne, for joining me today on the HR l Podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Nick. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And all the best to you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the HR L&D podcast with your host,
1: Nick Day, CEO of JGA Recruitment Specialist, HR Recruiters. If you need any help with a current HR or L&D vacancy, then please get in touch with Nick and his team. All contact details can be found in the episode notes. In the meantime, to make sure you never miss a future episode, please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels. Till next time.